The Old Gold Club. Powered by Wolverhampton Building Supplies. The one-stop shop for all your building and DIY products. Uh, hello there. Uh, this is the pre-podcast little bit. Um, you're uh, very soon going to hear what happened when we spoke to Matt Jarvis. Um, we had to pre-record the Matt Jarvis episode because he had come over specially for a special night that he did with Matt Murray, uh, with Looms, and with George Adekobe, uh a nearby pub. It was all very nice, I presume. <laughs> And so we also did an episode with George Kobe, which you can hear in the new year. Um, so that's the reason why uh, we're doing this little bit prehand, because you might remember we launched a competition uh, on the last episode of the Old Gold Club, which was to win some tickets to be in the Wolverhampton Building Supplies executive box for the game nice. with Liverpool just before Christmas. And there were two ways in which you could win those tickets. Uh, one was following at WV Build Supplies on Twitter, um, which should still do, by the way, because they're lovely people. They gave us all the money so we could buy this equipment and uh, get people in. So, you know, good equipment, uh, great equipment. Um, and uh, So, yeah, so uh, thanks very much to the guys there. Um, we've got a special episode coming up, by the way, where we've been to visit them, which was uh, an experience in itself. Uh, but then keep following them because they might well do some more competitions in the future. Uh, that would be nice. But anyway, the other way to win uh, a pair of tickets was to rate and review us on itunes and we've had lots of them thank you very much for them lots of people referencing uh, my nickname which we came up with right at the start of the podcast series which was digger which you've not been referring to me as digger recently yeah do you want me to well i, I feel as if we should okay digger from now on then my friend thanks looms cheers mate <laughs> Um, and uh, so lots of them have been on there. Thank you very much for the very kind things that you've said about us. Um, yes, we've had we've had lots of them, and we have read them all actually. And it's been very nice to have them all through. Um, but we've picked out one that you really liked. Yeah, I think it was, uh, and this is what it's about. It's about going through the, as I say, the, the eras and bringing old legends back uh and it's yeah would you want me to read it go for it mate shall i read it um it says the highlight of my thursday commute great presenters who the guests clearly feel comfortable with i'm not sure great presenters but that's fine and open up to um keep going on to all of the family to listen fascinating getting an insight into the club especially some of the players of previous generations i'm starting to understand half of what my dad goes on about the old days now and that was from Hannah Price 13 uh, on iTunes, leaving us a review. So congratulations to you, Hannah. Looms liked your review so much that you are the winner of two tickets uh, to well be in the Wolverhampton Building Supplies box for the game with Liverpool. And it is that thing of, pet, you know, when if you're of a certain generation and you've not seen all the people that we've spoken to actually play the game. I think it, it's nice to know that we're kind of linking families a little bit. No, I think it is. I think it's important. Uh, but again, I think we've got to appreciate and be very thankful of the reviews and the comments as well. We do really appreciate it. And like you say, we're just trying to kind of bring that little bit of insight. And like you say, we're learning as well. And it is. It's, it's great to be part of that. Thanks, mate. No, I love you, mate. I love you. Really? Of course. Of course, mate. 
You know you've said that on the podcast now. Yeah, I'm sure you'll get that crop. He loves and me. I'll be getting sent that in little uh, <laughs> <laughs> for the rest of my days. Uh, so congratulations, uh, Hannah. We will get in touch with you somehow. I don't exactly know how. Um, keep an eye on at Wolves on social media and at WV Build Supplies for the winner of the other pair of tickets as well and keep rating and reviewing us by the way um on itunes because we will do this again at some point no doubt we will have other giveaways and things as well and it's just really nice to hear from you so please keep doing that and finally now enjoy matt jarvis the smallest head in football no, well, he's put him around the back as well, so he doesn't mess up his hair. <laughs> hey, he's got some product. One hundred percent, he's got some product in the car. That we can get oh, done again. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. but uh, to be fair, we do, uh, yeah. you know what it's yeah. like when you're in the physio room. Everyone's bored and that. Yeah. So we we did a thing of measuring everyone's head, <laughs> and I have the smallest head in the squ- whole squad, even <laughs> even staff and that as well. <laughs> so we, we just did it like round there. Well, there you go. When next time he comes on, we have to get my his own little pair. Yeah, his own little pair. His own little. Uh, <laughs> there's uh, some headphones. Just as a tiny child's pair of headphones. Yeah, I can't wear hats because my head doesn't like my head from like the so gap. Basically, between... just you're pulling them across and clicking it. Yeah, but even then, that doesn't work. Like yeah. because um, <laughs> because the the from the top to the here, so oh, it goes too... in. But then they flap over my ears. So they're, they're, it's, it's, um, it's embarrassing. We're get, we may as well just make that the start of the podcast. Hello, everybody. Yeah. Uh, you've just joined us as we're discussing Matt Jarvis having the smallest head at Norwich, <laughs> possibly the smallest head in football, and that he can't wear hats. Yeah. I've he just looks that. so well proportioned, doesn't he? Oh, thank He's you. looking well, That's isn't right. he? 32. Yeah. Having that. Yeah. Having that. Very good. Thank you. He's got lovely hair. Yeah. Well, we he won't wear his headphones. He's not putting the, the headphones on, has he? Look, I'm not doing them properly, just in case. Yeah, but, uh, I can move them up slightly. Just but you it fix it. Don't worry. Okay. We'll, we'll wait for you. Oh, thank you. Uh, so this is the old Gold Club. Hello, I'm Mikey Burrows, Chris Wellamone, Mikey, and uh, as as you've just heard, uh, old Small Ed himself. Yeah. Uh, Matt that's, not, that's not going to be a thing now. That's not going to be a thing. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know, you've known us too long yeah. enough. That that will be a running theme all yeah, the way it's not, through. It's not, yeah, it's not sticking. It's not sticking. Um, <laughs> it's brilliant to have you in because um, there are certain players at the football club, and you know this is my tenth season now covering the football club, and there are certain players through the time. Because I, I, I said to Looms early on in this podcast series, like Looms don't remember meeting me when we started off. You don't, do you? So, uh, so I, fair, I, I thought the first time was when we, when we worked together yeah because yeah, Looms came and worked with me no at Sky um, yeah he doesn't remember meeting me at that time because when when it, we were you know when I was a, a lowly reporter on Beacon Radio back in the day it was kind of Matty Matt Murray mm. who I was closest to because he was injured so he was always around reception at the training ground <laughs> yeah. and then it was probably Jarvo because we had this thing where we would always be like, "Yes, big man." Yeah, that yeah. was like this greeting that we always had, and we just have random conversations and yeah, reception. Yeah, yeah. We used to walk past, going, "Yes, big man." <laughs> yes, and it just kind of built from there. And like I say, I was just saying to him, um, when when I left to go to Sky, and I kind of I still covered games. Mick Mick came up to me. I always remember after the press conference, and he was like, um, "I thought you were leaving." I was like, yeah, yeah, I am, yeah, but I'm still covering games. He went, what? He went, 
you make a decision. You either he was like you're either outside the tent pissing in or inside the tent <laughs> yeah. pissing out. Was his thing. <laughs> yeah, and like because he'd got because Paul, who was the press officer at the time, had got everybody to sign a big picture for me, and the big picture was of yeah. Jarvo. Like imagine, what, like, as a farewell picture. Yeah, but you're yeah, still yeah. were here involved. Yeah, doing your thing. Yeah, because I literally turned up at Chelsea to cover the game at very, Chelsea the next very day. Very much like uh, <laughs> what the 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 Premier League. Was it? There's, he's getting a payoff and yeah, he's coming yeah, back yeah, to work yeah. on the Monday, isn't yeah. it? It's not, not it, a bad one, is it? It that? was the most ridiculous leaving ever. <laughs> it was like a bit. They, it was a big deal. They gave me this big picture. All everyone had signed it. Mick had signed it. As I say, like the main prominent player in this picture is Jarvo. With a, I've got it in my hat. It's in my lounge at home. It's like a, it's got a massive yes, big man that he's written on it. <laughs> so it still sticks, isn't it? Yeah. It's good though, man. Well, I hope you don't take offence. That it's. I do take offence. Really? Well, I do apologise. I do because that's me. not you know that's not me it's not me so I don't know why because uh, I'm sure we'd have had uh, great, you, great banter you, from the get go that's because you were you were the big man at the time weren't you oh well there you go I, 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 you know you're as modest as I am that's, I don't, I don't look uh, at myself do you, know, that do you know what it was it was because we did Matt Murray's testimonial and I was involved I was on the organising committee for it so I kind of ran um, Matty's Twitter at the time I set right. that up on okay. Twitter um, we did his website and we did little videos do you remember that we filmed um, in the room it actually now by the way it's now the chef's office at Compton no yeah yeah but back in the day it was Tony Daly's storeroom oh yeah 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 and we had um, I can't, who did you we used do to just go in there all the time and take all the protein bars <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you remember the little room that was I off remember, reception. Yeah. I remember it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know that became like the media office for a while, and now it's the chef's office, at the training ground. But it used to be full of like it was weird, wasn't it? It was like just it was racks just, of drinks yeah, all over the place. Yeah, I remember we used to get some special water. Brought <clears throat> oh, I used uh, to take a few crates of them. Special Penta. water? Is it Penta? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it's bizarre. Filtered <laughs> water, whatever it was, I used to come out like, all right, cheers, Dales. I don't lock the door, big man, you know what I mean? Yeah. Back up the car, yeah. off you go. Because yeah. <laughs> we did these little videos. There's, um, there was uh, Wardy did it, Stephen Ward, Stephen Hunt. Kevin Doyle did it on his own. Michael Kiley did it on his own. Um, I can't remember who you were with at the time. You might have been with Stephen Hunt, actually, doing yours. It was like a wingers thing. It was basically asking questions about Matt Murray and all sorts of stuff. Oh, it um, might, yeah, it might have been Hunt. I might have done it by yeah, Hunt, actually, yeah. Because there was a lot of talk about um, Matt Murray throwing people into the pool. Yeah, he did that a few times. Luckily, Luckily wasn't, wasn't he? Me, big yeah. bully, yeah. wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I think to be Michael... fair, I think you've done a few as well. <laughs> No, 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 no. There's no shushing. That's not me. It's not me. There's not no, me at all. Did you have you thrown Matt Jarvis no, into the pool? No, nah, it would never happen. No. I remember I challenged them to uh to a swimming race and oh, someone yeah. just went, No, no, don't, don't do that. I think was it your mum and dad were both no, no, and no, you no, kicked no, on no, yourself, no, didn't no. you? No, that was me, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, that was uh yeah. took it, took it to another level, didn't they? I went, mean, all right, I'll just I'll wind that one back in. Well, this is the thing, isn't it, that um Jarvo comes from good stock. I used to call you the ping pong prince. Yeah, yeah. That was, uh, to be fair, no one really knew about that. Uh, I, I didn't keep it quiet or anything, but uh, yeah, my mum and dad were both England number one. Well, that's it. Players, that's the yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. But uh, that came up um, when I when I when I went to England. Um, they they played. There was quite a few like on the downtime. Everyone played table tennis, and I went over, and I was just watching. And then I I went over and I. I played a few games and I lost and I was rubbish because I'm not great to start with and I played a couple of games and I lost and then 
when it come back round and it was my turn, I then played and I won and then I won again and then I won again. And everyone was like, oh, he's, he's good. And then someone later on come in and goes, oh, did you know his mum and dad were England number one? And I was like, <laughs> I was like oh, no. <laughs> they were all like, oh, you've been hustling us. <laughs> uh, what can you do? Um, can you remember, who was in that England squad with you? Um, Joe Hart, Michael Dawson, Carl Walker, Ashley Young. Uh, Lampard, Rooney, Ashley Cole, um, Stuart Downing. Was Beckham still around at no, this point? No. No. Terry was the just been reappointed captain. Um, yeah, there was See, I a few. It's not bad, that's not a little bad yeah. thing to kill us. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, we're going to talk Darren about. Bent, we're going to talk about England. Loads, we're going to talk about England later on in the podcast, yeah. anyway. But I'm just fascinated by the idea that all these kind of the biggest names of English football, and you're just whooping them all at table tennis. Yeah, well, like, like, like I your... said, I, I lost to start because they'll be coming back and going, "No, I beat him. I beat him." But yeah, they did to start with. But after that, <laughs> I'm just saying that he's 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 done it. Hustled is the right word. You know. <laughs> Lose a couple, suck it, and they say, "Let's put a wee bit on this. Let's game on, isn't it?" Yeah, look at me smiling. There was, there was no money involved, I okay. swear. Yeah, okay. I, I don't, I don't, you don't say bet. So. I don't bet. Because we used to have a running thing of that we would play table tennis against each other at some point. Yeah, See, I, that's why I, I didn't play. I, well, I wanted to take the title of Ping Pong Prince off him. Yeah. I was really tempted, you know, to bring a couple of table tennis bats and... Um, and a ball and try and play it over this table here just move the microphones into the middle you could easily kind of do that. with the skills now, yeah. that, that Jarvel has he, he could probably made a good game of that one as well yeah maybe next time maybe next time <laughs> <laughs> um, we've got loads of stuff that um, we're going to talk about obviously sure. a lot of it is going to be around the promotion season okay. and there's been a lot of messages coming in from people about their favourite moments of that season and one of them we're going to get to in the programme itself, which is Nottingham Forest. Okay. Um, but there's quite a few others. So Darren Horn said Derby away was the best game that season. Although promotion wasn't confirmed that day, we knew we were going up yeah. after that. Uh, Matt says, walking back through Sheffield, dodging pint glasses from Sheffield United fans with Josh, who's actually sat on the other side of the room over there <laughs> um, after securing the title. Uh, Barnsley. Oh, um, Matt Cowley says, aside from the obvious ones towards the end of the season, Matt Jarvis, ridiculous speed and cross. Think everyone knew we were on to something that season. Uh, this one's from Molyneux Musing. Says, Chris Wallamo's purple patch at the start of the season featured some outstanding goals. Hat-trick and red card v Preston and the dancing feet and volley v Sheffield United, the highlights for him. Yeah, like I say, it was... Those, that's it's just remember reminding me there about the the pace when he's absolutely embarrassed. Where's Morgan? It was remember I'm not. Well, we're going to talk about that on the program. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't I, get carried I, away. I have to apologise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're going <laughs> okay, to get to that because okay, there's yeah. there's a backstory and then it continued on many years afterwards. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to yeah, get yeah, to yeah, that. But no, it's, uh, <laughs> it was a fantastic season. You know, I think some some great goals. Uh, I remember. I think Andy Keogh got the was it a goal against Derby as well. Yeah, yeah. The first season. One, yeah. I think that's a was it, was it big, massive question. Got goal of the season. No, yeah. didn't. Big question mark over that. Yeah. It's got a few worldies I mean, that, it was, that season myself. It was, an, impo- it was an important goal. It was important. Derby, I think but, maybe that's, but it that's, wasn't goal of the season. It was a good strike, but you know what? There's, I've seen a few. A few better, I think, that season. Danny says, um, Barnsley away was special. Kyle Reid will be the answer to a pub quiz question one day and he'll be ready with the answer. Do you remember that game? That yeah, day? He, he, um, that was the day we got 
champions, yeah? I think we so, got yeah. The, we were, yeah, that was that was when there was uh, police horses and all sorts on the side and someone run at Mick. Do you remember that? I don't remember that. Do you remember that? No? Oh, I was, I was, I was in, a, in the huh? physio room. Oh, was it Barnsley? Sorry. Yeah, My mistake. Yeah, that was away at Barnsley. Yeah, that's Josh, by the way, piping up in the corner because <laughs> uh, uh, Josh was there in fancy dress that day. He was telling us earlier. Uh, what was it? Um, Dayglow yellow shorts? Yeah, multicoloured. Multicoloured shorts, yeah. Don't worry, I love right. a good fancy dress. Do you remember that, though? Like all the fans turning yeah. up in kind of beach wear and it stuff? Was, it was crazy. The atmosphere was, was ridiculous. It really it was. It was crazy. See, I'd have loved to have seen Looms in some kind of beachwear on there in the crowd. You've seen me in beachwear? I have seen you in beachwear, yeah. Looms has got matching beachwear with his missus, by the way. He's uh, not seen nothing because he's, he's, he's on the I, same boat as I me. I don't actually have that, but... He does so. But Hang on, let's um, get his Instagram I'm not up. Saying, I'm not saying that it's, it's a negative. I'm just saying I, I don't have that, but I fully well, appreciate why. I'm very surprised that you don't. <laughs> all right, that's all I'm going to say. Um, it might be something for the future. It's Christmas, you know. <laughs> Keep those special memories coming, by the way. Old, uh, old Club at wolves.co.uk is our email address, at wolves across social media as well. If there's ever anything that you want us to talk about on the podcast and on the show, then always get in touch with us. And whilst you're on social media, why not give a follow on Twitter to our sponsor, at WV uh, Build Supplies. That's Wolverhampton Building Supplies, who power this podcast, The Old Gold Club, the show. It's coming next. Wolverhampton Building Supplies is a one-stop shop for all your building and DIY products. Whether you're a professional builder or just looking to put a shelf up at home, they'll supply you with everything you need on time and at the best possible price, and they even do next day delivery. Best of all, their prices include VAT, so there's no awkward surprises at the checkout. So contact their dedicated trade counter team either at their yard at 372 Bilston Road, Wolverhampton or online at wolverhamptonbuildingsupplies.co.uk or just give them a call on 01902 500 140. Welcome along to the Old Gold Club. I'm Mikey Burrows. Alongside me, as ever, is Chris Awellamo. And our guest this week spent five years at Molyneux flying down the wing, earning promotion and an England cap on the way. The ping-pong prince himself, which if you need an explanation, it'll be on the podcast, uh, Mr. Matt Jarvis. Welcome Thank back to Molyneux. Much. Yeah. Do you know, I was, it's the first time I've been back since um, since I left. It's incredible I haven't, I haven't been back. We've not, I've not ever played against them since or anything. So, happy memories. We may as well get straight into it. On You mentioned first time you've been back since you left because one of the things that I wanted to ask you about is what happened when you left do you remember that period because there was a lot of almost debate as to whether you wanted to leave whether you tried to leave what happened yeah. <clears throat> well um, I remember uh, uh, when we all come back in pre-season and um, Sol Backham was uh, was manager and he come in and he said oh the, you know there's um we're all back in if we're going to be focused on you know the the upcoming season and uh and there was quite a few players that didn't really know what was going to go on um and I'm sure you know everyone's been in this position before a new manager comes in um you know a lot of players are you know hoping to move some are hoping to stay some are you know don't know what's going on um and for me you know I was uh you know I was playing 
probably my best football I've I've played um, at the time. I was doing really well. I, I, as you said, I'd, I'd played for England. I was, um, I was thinking if if uh, a club come in in the Premier League that, you know, it was it would be a good opportunity for me to go and and play and try and get back in the England squad and and play in the Premier League, but. The um, the way the way it unfolded was that I you know I did the full pre-season. I uh, I worked extremely hard um, all pre-season. Did the all the pre-season games, and I played the first two uh, games of the season. Um, I gave it everything, as as I did for the whole time I was here, and uh, it was just uh, the club. Uh, I remember going down. I was training, running down the steps, and. Um, Someone, I can't remember who it was, shouted and just said that um, you know, West Ham had put in, I think they said that was going to be their, that was it, their last bid. And uh, so I went back in and, and spoke to to the manager and um, and then spoke to Jez Moxie and just sort of said, well, you know, if um, if this is going to be their last bid and, you know, it's my last opportunity to go back to the Premier League, then I would like to, I would like to go. Because there was debate at the time that... Um it was kind of people were almost split between that you wanted to leave and that the club wanted you to leave because they made good money from you yeah i think i think ultimately it was a it was a a good deal for everyone um yeah i i wanted to back be back playing in the premier league where i'd i'd spent the last 3 years playing really well um i think the club got a, a very good deal um uh financially and uh you know that's 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 football unfortunately i really enjoyed my time here i absolutely loved it and it's it's really really nice to come back but at that time i was sort of 25 i was playing my best football i i wanted to be back in the premier league and, and playing there can, can i say something that I, I thought that was a, a very i say difficult question you know i think i think you answered it fantastically well football's football you said it right there there's no there's no loyalties in, in the game of football today and that's from club to player from player to club as a club they want to be the best that they can they want to be at the best level as football players as individuals we want to play at the best that we believe that we can go mm. you know and there's, there's if someone puts in a transfer request and I've always said it and I've been over the years if someone goes in and says look that's that's my opportunity to go and, and, and play at a, a higher level and play a, a, against uh, better players or play with better players, whatever it may be. There's mm. there's no wrong answer in that. Now, I, I feel that you, you're all, you, like, when you're answering, you're thinking, right, okay, I don't want to say the wrong thing. We want brutal honesty here because yeah. you are, you, you were an excellent servant to the club. You were the ultimate professional. <laughs> no one can say you didn't deserve that, yeah. that move. So you let it go, let it go, <laughs> yeah. get it out there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I at the end of the day, there isn't loyalties. You've, you've experienced that when uh, a player's injured yeah. and they're no good to the club and what what comes from it from there. So as I say, Java, there's, as I say, you deserved everything that you got. So just answer that and you're sitting saying, oh yeah, but that, get it out there, mate. Yeah, yeah well... That that's it really. I, I you know when they said that that was going to be their last bid because they'd had a few bids rejected and they were like that. That's it, um, and that was my opportunity to get back in the Premier League. So, yeah, I I went in and spoke to them and said that 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 was the deal I wanted to take. Because it, it it's a really interesting debate actually because you know there there will be people that you know for some fans there will be players that they look at and kind of. Um, I'm frustrated of what happened in that time. But actually, I looked at the stats. You actually scored seven goals in the last 14 appearances mm. of that relegation season. If there was anybody 
that you could say wasn't giving their absolute all at the time. You know, you are not in that realm of it. No, and the thing is, it, it's really difficult because, um, you know, after that West Brom game and coming in the next the next day and mixing us all down and, and basically saying that that's it, he's done, um, was, was devastating. It was gutting. I mean, <clears throat> I would say pretty much everyone in that squad Mick brought to the club um, <clears throat> and... You know, worked with us every single day. Him, along with TC, worked with us every single day on the training pitch. And to, for me, like both of them, developed me as a player from when I first signed to to when I left. They had the biggest influence on me. Um, and to go from that, that's all I sort of knew at Wolves, to then Mick going and then TC, who was brilliant, going to to you know taking over as the manager for the rest of the season which I think he found extremely difficult along with with everyone else um you just keep going and want to give your all and that's exactly what I did and as you said I scored 17 in, in uh, 7 in 14 it's which was just something I, you know, I was trying I don't know whether you can say you're trying even harder because I gave it everything every game but it just yeah, I wanted to make sure that you know TC. He'd done so much hard work that I was trying. Yeah. I was trying to do everything possible to, well, to keep us up really. But ultimately, um, you know, it. Uh, I suppose it worked in my favour that I I scored them goals that ultimately got me the move back into the Premier League. Yeah, you said there that that Mech and TC they worked, uh, and really your your rapid in, in improvement and you you came, but you put in so much work behind the scenes that no one will ever know like I was coming in in the morning you're out with the sleigh before yeah. training you know that you worked at so many different parts of your game you know and it's like and it's you hear the same story from all these people that have went on and achieved great things oh yeah they put in the work he was the first person there and the last person out you were that guy yeah. every day so tell us a little bit more about <clears throat> I know that you you know that yourself that you you came to a club you've got the potential you know you've got the belief in yourself but it's still a mindset It's it, to keep at it after so many little stumbling blocks, injuries, whatever it may be. But you had to get pulled off of certain things because it was, it was bringing, you were working so hard that they always had to say, you need to, you need to calm it down as well, didn't they? Yeah, well, I think, I think ultimately, as a kid, you always want to, you know, you want to be a professional footballer. It's everyone's dream. Mm. And um, I, my mindset was, you know, I've got this opportunity and I wanted to be the best that I possibly can be. And I've still got that now. I still, you know, work. I still come in early. I still do the stuff that I want to do. I still go in the gym after training. You know, that's just me. That's the way I am. I, I, I love it and I will continue to do it as long as possible. And probably afterwards when I, I can't, I still go to the gym and still do all of that. But I I had this opportunity coming up, um, up to Wolves um, and... I had to give it absolutely everything. And I think the group of lads that we had at the time was everyone come from similar sort of playing careers, lower leagues or been at other clubs but haven't really played. And we were all hungry. We all wanted to improve. We all wanted to, to you know, to play in the championship. But ultimately, we all wanted to play in the Premier League. And I think that was what the, the hunger was. And we had great people around us. You know, as, as Looms just said, we had... You know, TC used to take me out every, like pretty much, maybe not every day, but I used to go out before training. Dale's, what a, what a fitness coach to have to, in my position especially, you know, he was a wide man, he was a winger, he was lightning, he was, you know, he was everything that I was trying to be as well. So I had his experience telling me what 
he thinks that I should try and improve, work on. And I had TC that worked on my game every single day with me. So I used to be out every morning um, trying to work on cutting in and bending it into the top right-hand corner. Or, if not, running down the line and crossing it to the fast stick, crossing it to the near post, cutting it back to the edge of the box. I had these things drilled into me every single day. And the person I, I would take that on board and I was trying to do it. And I was trying and trying and trying. And that's why now my like my left foot's... Okay, I'm, I'm right-footed, but my left foot is very good I can use it to do a lot of things yeah. but that's only because that I worked on it every single day and I had like you know if for, for me I used to you know get the ball try and try and go down the line if you didn't you cut back and you put across if I went down the line and all I, I look up and I've got you know I had Looms Sylvan Doyler Voxy Fletch you know all these people that <laughs> yeah. were unbelievable in the air it made my job easy all I had to do was make myself get a yard so I use my sort of pace or skill or whatever just to get past the fullback. If I did that, I knew all I had to do was just put it into an area. So if I just put it into the far post or wherever, I knew that these guys would just run on and head it. And that was that was it. It's just working on simple things, getting a yard, putting a good cross in. Um, can I ask you a slightly weird question? Like when you're in that position and you look up, is what you're going to do different, say, if you see him in there, to maybe someone like Sylvan? Do you think, um, I, can put, yeah. I can just hang it up for him because yeah. he's a monster? Yeah. I think... Pretty <laughs> nice. I mean that in the best way. Yeah. Um, I uh, Yeah, definitely. I think so. I think to, with, with the difference between that, I would, I would sort of hang it up and let Looms come on and and come on and hit it with Silva maybe more try and cut it back get it into his feet because he was so good at backing up getting his body in between him and um, him and the player and getting the ball into his feet and he'd always get a shot off yeah. if it was just a snapshot or something he'd always manage to get a shot off so I'd I, you know I'd go down the line or I'd cut back and I'd I'd look for his feet and try and drill it into his feet whereas Looms I'd, I'd put it into the box and hope he'd run onto and smash it how frustrating is it you know like when you're doing everything right because as I said, we've, we've spoke to a few people in, over the last couple of weeks as well uh, and injury stops you from doing what you love you know how hard is that for you to, to take on because you are the ultimate professional yeah and again something's stopping you from doing what you love yeah I'm, I'm smiling because it's it is the hardest thing I've ever had to deal with really like being injured um it's extremely frustrating uh yeah it's it's extremely difficult i've um every single day all i've wanted to do is is play football and yeah when you're at, when i was at wolves yeah the gym was looking out onto the training pitch like most places so you're in there injured not being able to do what you love to do and then watching everyone else train yeah thinking oh, i should be out there mm-hmm. but you can't it's it is the most frustrating thing ever for me at the minute. And it's it's really hard to deal with physically. It's hard to deal with. Mentally, is extremely difficult. Um, uh, and especially me, like recently, it's it's, it's 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 probably been on this, that side of things. I've, I've been very fortunate that I've, while I've been injured, I've, I've, I've had a son with my wife. So that sort of really helped me through my journey of getting back to yeah. fitness but it's it's been the hardest sort of couple of years of my life for sure I mean you have had to deal with it 
right back to the very start of your Wolves career. Yeah. You arrive and get injured in pre-season and have to wait till October. I know, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. It's, I remember when I first signed, I, I got injured in pre-season and um, I was gutted. I was like thinking, I've just got here. I just want to show everyone what I, what I can do. Yep. You know, it's a new place. I didn't know any any of the lads. So I just bedding in, just, you know, getting in, you know, when you go on pre-season, you, that's how you get to know all your teammates. That's how you... You so you you form bonds with your with your fellow players. You you have a laugh. Everything sort of on the preseason. That's how everyone gets together. I got injured, and then you know Mick actually said to me. Yeah, you know, he said because I was I was gutted, and he was like, uh, when I first got my move to Celtic, I was injured for the first couple of months as well. He said three or four months, I think he was, and he was like, so I understand. He's like, cause he didn't put any pressure on me. He was like, oh god, I can't believe you're injured, um, but. He so he, he made it a little bit easier. He was like, you know, just relax, make sure you're right when you come back. Then you can then you can start getting hitting the ground running. And I was like, ah, oh, but I want to be back. I want to be back. I want to get playing. But you know, ultimately I had to wait. Um, had uh, injury, got myself back fit, and then when I was fit, then I was ready to roll. And it started from there. You said that you brought up Mick. Uh, obviously, again for me, when you you get asked that question, one of the best managers. That is good management, isn't it? Yeah. How was that relationship with you and Mick? Because we're hearing over the last couple of weeks, well, father-son relationships. How was he with you? He He's seen, he knows what it's like to go to a new club. He sees that you get injured. You want to come, you want to impress because you've got those qualities. That gets taken away from you. What, what's your relationship with, with Mick over that, that period? Like, like I said, that was one of the first things he sort of said to me because I was really... I was gutted. Like I said, I was really annoyed. I was really upset that I, I'd just come to a club where I was just just starting out you know I'm away from home it's first sort of time that I'd you know I was away in when I was at digs and stuff like that growing up but this is the first time I've actually moved up I've moved away uh, and I get injured straight away and um but as I said he was great he said that to me straight away and then he was always you know when whenever he see me in and around like because he was there you know come in pop in how are you doing how's it feeling uh, you know any improvement blah blah, blah. yeah you know, make sure everything's all right don't rush it do this uh, and he was he was great and that sort of bond I suppose it carried on I still speak to him now I yes, mean he's he, he was he was a massive influence on my career so I, I, I owe him an awful lot um, there were some I mean you talk about massive influence obviously the period of form that took you to the England cap will I guess always stand out for what you achieved in that which was remarkable you were the first Wolves player since Steve Bull in 1990 to represent England. And I remember talking to you around that time, and you are a very humble man, it has to be said, but there must be a part of you that just beams with pride at that. Yeah, I mean, I remember we we were speaking loads around that period because there was, I think there was a squad just before and... You you were sort yeah. of trying. You were like, yeah, oh, we'll yeah, we'll keep trying, we'll keep trying. You're gonna get there, you're gonna get there. And I was like, I was trying to claim that I was getting <laughs> him into this squad. <laughs> but we we have we we chatted loads about it. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I I've said this but this before, but I'm 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 very hard to to look back and start reminiscing and um and think of oh yeah, it was great great because I'm I'm still playing. I still got more that I want to do and. I'm always on to the next thing. I think my wife will say exactly the same thing. I'm never happy with what I've done. I want to keep doing something else. So 
I think once I'm retired and looking back, then I'll be like, yeah, that was amazing. Like, what a, yeah, what a, what a career, what a, an achievement to do. But every day, um, when I come, when I'm at home, I, uh, from when I played, I got Jodie to paint um, a picture that is a photo of me in the England squad, in in the kit with a ball under my arm, Jarvis uh, 15 on the back. And just sort of little bits to the side. It's a proper posed one. I don't know where it was from. It was, was it a picture? Yeah, yeah, it was oh, from no, the game. I'm just thinking you've got a picture. No, no, Dude, no, 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 no. You just want to I'll pose for you if you want me. You know? <laughs> no, so it was an actual picture? Actual, yeah, from the game. Me, yeah. I think it was like, uh, there must have been like, um, it was a throw-in or, or something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I was just, there was an injury or something. And I was just standing there holding it. And it's a full-on normal picture. I wasn't posed or anything. Normal picture, and then I, you know, I got Jody to paint it, and it's just a one-off original from from Jode, and it's in my house. And every time I walk past it, I'm just like, "Wow, yeah!" But you see that? That's brilliant. So proud, fantastic achievement. You come back into the group, yeah. Your players, you, it, you must be changed in some sort of way. You must have come in there thinking, you know what? Oh, I don't know. You saw me. Oh, I don't think I was like that. I think I come back. I think Mick sort of said to me when I first come back in. Right now, you're in the English squad. Every defender's going to want to have the better of you. So you're going to have to adapt your game. You're going to have to think right. If all, if you know, I've I always go down the line. I've now got to cut in a bit. I've got to then yep. if I if I always cut in, I've got to go down the line. You know, it's it made it harder, I think, and because uh, you you earned more respect, I suppose, off off your your fellow professionals. Your your your, your right back would be marking it right. He's not having it off me today. Um, so I had to I had to really. It even work even harder to try and improve to make sure that I kept him guessing whether I was going down the line, whether I was cutting inside, whether I was shooting, whether I was crossing. Um, and I, I think it, again, it, it made me a, a, an even better better player. Um, there, you look at the stats for you, and it is phenomenal that you know when you arrived, and as we've talked about, you were injured for a fair while, but you still had one goal and three assists in the first season. Then, despite missing two months for injury, you score three and ten goals on the way to promotion, and we're going to talk about in a minute. In the Premier League first season, three goals, six assists. Second season, four goals, seven assists. You were supporters and players' player of the year that year. And then we've already talked about your contribution at the back end of the final season in the Premier League. That, for a stretch of consistency, for providing in the team... When you will look back on your career, and I hope there is still more to come, but that surely will be the best period of your life, won't it? Yeah, I think I think I said this. Uh, I suppose that uh, that group of lads, that change room, we're all sort of similar ages. We're all wanting to 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 you know uh, to get better, to improve, and we were successful. And ultimately, that's enjoyable, and that was my probably most enjoyable time playing football because, yeah, you know, we were winning most weeks. We were playing great football in the Premier League. We, you know, we were in the Premier League for for three years, and still producing, and it was amazing. It was amazing. It was a, a really, really good squad, and, uh, and I think everyone's still pretty close. Yeah, you know, we. Yeah, you know, we still speak, you know, regular basis. Everyone still, you know, fire messages around everywhere. It's still like a, a close squad. I don't, I don't know if you, you ever experienced that. Uh, at every place you go, I think it was quite, quite unique, really. No, I, I, I definitely agree with that. I think when I came into the group, you know, 
so many leaders, you know, the the characters, different characters, but it, it was very united, you know, and like you say, with success, you do enjoy those those yeah. times. But we, we never got it all our own way, you know, <laughs> and it's, uh, and I think there's, it's definitely that performances, there's, Jarvo was one of them that we won but a quality, he could just lift the fool. And not, not everyone's got that. You know, I've got, a, I can go and smash someone or it's just, but did you, you just see something think we are, we've got something different. You know, if it was pace, that bit of quality. Like there, I took it for granted when you took it to the line yeah. and you got, I, I knew the ball was coming in. I knew, well, he's, he, the head's up. You see him looking a couple of times, I'm hanging back or I know if he's got the time I can break it. He had that, that, that final bit of quality. It was always there consistently, but that, I see him working at it every day. I think that that's it right there. I think because we worked at it so so many times, like you, you would you would be out. You'd know if I picked the ball up on the yeah, you know, picked the ball up, and I was taking my full back on. You knew that I was gonna obviously attempt to put a crossing, but I was gonna get a crossing, and then you saw where I was going to where the cross would go. Yeah. If I was coming more to towards goal, coming towards her, it wasn't gonna be hung up at the back stick. It was gonna be cut back, so you'd make your run there, and you knew that. And then if I was running down the line and it was a, like a race and I was going to put a crossing, you know more than likely it was going to the far post. Yeah. So you just, from working well, every day, that was, that was, it made life a lot easier. You two, of course, famously combined in a game that lots of people would kill me if we didn't ask about, which is the promotion season. And it's the remarkable home game with Nottingham Forest. And I say, there's a lot of people that have been getting in touch with us across social media who are saying that was the game when they truly knew that there was something special about that team. And talk me through your... Your well, wonderful combination. I think bef- before that, the you know that game. I think everyone was right. I think we we come in at half time. I think was it four nil at half time, yep. and we we come in and everyone was just like, yeah, wow, we've we've you know we've really played well there, you know. But that was our team. That was four four two. Get it wide. Get crosses in. Be creative, and you know just go out and do what what we do. And I think everything just sort of. Not click, but everything went as we planned, I suppose, and what we'd worked on throughout the whole of that season. It just worked. Yeah. And it just, that's why we went 4 0 up, and it was just an incredible game. That goal, it came from Carl Henry. He just, he went in and just, straight from their kick, because we just scored. We just scored a few couple of minutes before. They've kicked off, and Henry just went, um, this is this is on to win. He's challenged, and the loose ball, He's got the ball and he's just put it down. And I, I've never seen. And if I had, a, I nearly had a fight with Jonathan Hogg at Watford because he's. I said that Javo was, was was the fastest player, and he went. I think Gabby Gabby Abongho. He says, "Oh no, that, well that'd be a race. I'd pay. I'd pay money to see that. You know what I mean? So, what he done to Wes Morgan that day? And I, I'm I'm on a course. I'm on the you know the the effective board member course with Wes. And it's just, I will remind him of this when I see him. I'll see. It. I have to get a wee clip because it's on my on my social media. Uh, what I seen that day that everyone just performed at the level and like you say we knew as a group before before that what 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 the potential was but again you have to guess show everyone else at moments like that you know like one of these like you have said it just clicked uh, and you brought it up for the fact that I've I've went to Java and he's waiting and he's ready for me just to celebrate and then I just got taken over by yeah 
by the, the the fans here behind the goal, and I've just went. I remember Sylvan. Remember, I think it was after the game. He said, "Oh, cheers, Jarvo. You know, like a proper having a go." And I, I've done I've done push ups in Dublin Airport and all sorts. Apologising. <laughs> we, we were gonna say we were gonna bring it up, but yeah, he uh, many years went by, and then someone brought it up, and I think it must have been on the day this time last year or was, this yeah. whatever it was. Uh, the the clip came up. And then everyone was battering him for not coming to celebrate <laughs> me because he, he actually ran towards me. Uh, and then ready, it, I'm ready. there, I'm there like, yeah, yeah. And then and then he turned and ran the other way. And then I was like, wow, wow. And what? then, so true to his word, he apologised and he um, he got he got filmed doing 10 press-ups in the middle of an airport yeah, my daughter's, and posted, yeah. it, posted it out and said, yeah, there's my apology. And I was like, no And the problem. reason why I apologise that is because that's what I always ask. You know, it was, uh, yeah, give me five. You know, if someone has, if they've done something that I yeah. feel that five, please make sure you count it out. So it was yeah. counted out. People just, and a little circle <laughs> yeah. around me in the, it was good in, to the, in, the in the queue for the for the plane. Just that. But you know what? He was, uh, he was excellent for me. Uh, and not only for me, just for the team. I mean, there was so many players that season that, that, that reached levels uh, that, and like you say, we, mm. we, we stayed top of the league from what the, the the first or second week in September and we were there till the last you know that says that to, to, to do that you know when the championship is competitive as it is says so much about the group the club the fans uh, excellent outstanding um, we're going to talk uh, you mentioned press ups there's something that's just come into my mind about some things that went on regarding Wolves fashion shows with these guys that we'll talk about in the <laughs> podcast involved. extra. I've seen that firsthand, <laughs> might I say. Um, and we're also going to talk on the podcast extra about the West Ham game in yeah. the Premier League. Almost, you know, a big relegation six-pointer that was a massive, massive moment in Wolves' Premier League adventure. We're just going to finish off the Facebook and YouTube show um, with the rundown, which is kind of a little bit quick fire. It's okay. your chance to... Kind of stick it to some of your former teammates. Oh, you really. know, I'm not like that. Well, I mean, this is a nice one. We always okay. start off with who was the best player that you played mm. with at Wolves? See, that's tough. That is tough because. Looms won't be upset if you no, don't I'm say not. him. What's that? It's tough. It is tough. I think. I think I had a really good understanding with quite a few players. So I, I had a really good understanding with with Jonah. He was because he was he was sort of the only left-footed player in the middle. So he always used to come out to my side because everyone else used to go out to the right because it's you know natural to go out you yeah. know be right foot count to right side. Jonah be up there, but I think I think Fletch. To be fair, okay. I think Steve if you look Fletcher. at I remember. He he won like golden boot for the last year, and he was on at the end of the season awards. He was looking up, and everyone was showing his goals. And I was looking up, going, "Yeah, that was me. That was me. That was me." And I'm like, "Fletch, yeah." So I was like, "So I think we we had a, a very good relationship." Yeah, spot on. Uh, worst trainer at, at the club? Oh, um, again, I I wouldn't take offence. No, I th- I'm trying to think who used to. Oh, Christoph used to always get the yellow jersey, didn't he? When we used to do old for young and that, but I don't know whether that was just because I don't think he was probably the worst trainer, but I think he just got picked all the time. So I think I threw uh, big Stephen Meyerhofer under the bus a few times. Yeah, a lot. Of, uh, I've met TC a few times since, and he always used to say that if it was 
if my team had, was struggling, I used to just literally quickly go and do something and score, and then that would be me. I wouldn't be seen after that because that's what I used to do day before training. I didn't really want to do too much, but if it, if my team was struggling, like if we were on the old or if I was on the old, um, I'd quickly do something just to be out of the boat, and then that would be me. I stand <laughs> yeah. on the sidelines again. Um, biggest moaner, Silv, by far. Uh, who or, was... or Carl Henry, but Silv probably on the pitch. No, Silv's definitely the biggest moaner. I think. Carl Henry, yeah, just just throws his opinions around far yeah. too. Uh, who was your best friend at Wolves? Uh, again, difficult, but I think I suppose I I hang hang around with more with uh, Dave Edwards and uh, Voxy, probably. Okay, um, and the final one for the Facebook <coughs> YouTube show. We'll finish this off on the podcast extra. Um, what was your proudest moment at Wolves? Oh, um, proudest moment. I think standing up in the gallery looking down when we've been promoted and all the fans on the pitch, um, you know, that was something special. Yeah, probably that, rather than when everyone was on the pitch and I was still on there and trying to fight my way back, that was quite scary. <laughs> but the actual looking down on the pitch when we were all up there, one promotion, that was, that was pretty impressive. The Old Gold Club, powered by Wolverhampton Building Supplies. For the best price locally, head to wolverhamptonbuildingsupplies.co.uk. Okay, so that was the show. Um, Just on with the final part of our podcast then. Uh, Let's finish off this rundown. Um, Who had the best and the worst dress sense? Um, You can throw looms into this if you No, no, no. I was going to say, do you remember, um, is it uh, Dennis... I think you used to come in with that um, Nike tracky every day. I can't remember. Dennis? I can't remember. Was it Dennis? <laughs> you were having this name. Dennis? I can't remember. Who's Dennis? God, <laughs> yeah. no. what, you, what you get mixed up with here, mate? No, no. I'm, when I first signed, it was one of the... Um, Dennis Rosas. It was him? I'm, l- I'm looking at you the boys really the kind here because you know what he had, you, he had you've seen it already that you still yeah. keep in touch with everyone yeah nothing no, comes no, back no, to no, bite no, you no, you, no. you throw people under the bus here this no. is your chance yeah it was him wasn't it Dennis Rosa yeah yeah there was a there was a player called Dennis Rosa yeah yeah that's it yeah 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 he used to wear the same night tracky in every day and everyone used to get on yeah he was class to be fair but yeah that's him but his gear was just... He was the same night tracking every single day. <laughs> every day. And you know what the lads were like? That used to get hung up in the change rooms along with his trainers. In the middle of that change room, you know. <laughs> to be fair, I think your shoes got hung up there a no, couple no, of times. No, no, no. <laughs> Did they? Well, Did they now? I just asked it because he just came from it. Which ones? Boots. None of my boots. I can tell you that. Not right football now. boots. Maybe, maybe, maybe Richard Steerman's little lug yeah. boots or something like that. But you can't to come for my. Whoa, 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 whoa. At, that, at that point in time, there's a lot of us that used to wear some horrendous gear. So it's too nice, isn't it? Richard Steerman had ug boots, ug yeah. boots, and wore them in ug boots. Yeah, we nice yeah. skinnies with his yeah. little black ug boots and come in. I'm like, you okay? Yeah, they got. <laughs> you I remember when he first brought them in. They got hung up <laughs> straight got hung up. Yeah. I, I thought it was a bit unacceptable at that point. I, I always remember um, Michael Kitely had a black leather jacket that um, I, I'm pretty sure everyone said that he looked like Mark Fowler from yeah, EastEnders. Yeah, when he came in, when he wore it, yeah, he got Do you not he got remember pelted. that? Okay. Did someone put like sticky tape on the back of it? 
and it ruined it. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, wouldn't surprise me. Who was the uh, the funniest player that you played with at Wolves? <sighs> funniest? I think you can't go wrong with George. To be honest, you've. I mean, he's <laughs> a character, isn't he? Yeah. George had a Kobe. He loves you, by the way. Yeah. Well, we were left side, strong side. That was our thing. He said you were the best player that he played with at Wolves. Oh, that's very kind of him. Yeah. yeah. You never said that about him. <laughs> hey, that's, that's fair enough. Saying. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. Me and George have got a very good understanding. Yes, we're we're very tight. Um, best manager that you worked for? Um, Mick. Definitely Mick. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're only with Stoller for a little bit. It would be, be awkward if you picked Stoller <laughs> yeah, over me. Yeah. What was the best goal you scored for Wolves? Um, I think, I think the 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 West Ham one was uh, it was good, a good goal. I think it was just that the importance of that game was was up there. If not, it'll be the Villa, the volley against Villa, because that goal got me in the England squad. Okay, can we talk about the West Ham game now? We'll come back to the rest of the rundown because yeah. you've mentioned it. Okay. Like, it was at that period of time, you know, it was. I, if you want to call anything relegation six pointer, it was, wasn't it? Yeah, I think we we were on a, a terrible run really going into. I think we had Burnley just before that. I think we had Burnley away, and then. Um, it's only because I, I think I got told about this earlier. Um, I think we had Burnley away just before and we won 2-0. I, I scored the first one and then there was a deflective strike from the edge of the box. I can't remember who shot, but it went in. And that was massive for us because we were really, really struggling. And then we went into West Ham and it was away. And, you know, there's... I mean, I've, I've played there. It's, it's, the atmosphere is incredible, right? But we... Um, Doyle scored an early goal left foot across the goal and then Zub scored mm. which he went ecstatic it was a it was a incredible incredible like atmosphere after that and then I remember I think Wardy I don't know whether he I can't remember exactly whether it was like clearance or he just fired it into Jonah and Jonah just had one touch and then I made a run from out to in and he just put it straight in my path I had one touch across and then just shot and I remember running into the corner where the fans were and my mates had um, been asking me to do this sort of celebration for ages. <laughs> and I'd run off, like, into the corner with the goggles and, like, running off, like, ah! And uh, it was it was um, such a big game for us. And I think, you know, because they, they were down there as well at the same time. Yeah. And I think we showed the commitment and the togetherness of, of our squad and our team and um, got that result. And it was huge and uh, ultimately was was a big turning point because nobody expected you to go down and win I don't think at the time you know certainly in the media circles people were thinking Wolves are in massive trouble mm. and then to see you go and go 3-0 up in that game yeah and what was such a big high pressure game showed a lot about that team <coughs> yeah that's, that's 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 exactly what I'm, I said you know the the pressure that was on it and it just showed when we come out you know with both teams I think they are a sort of hunger and determination to work for each other and and ultimately won us the game. Um, what was the best game you were involved in? That must be up there, but there, yeah, there but will I be others. Yeah, I think there's so many. Like we, I mean, that the season we we uh, we won at home against sort of Man United, Man City, we drew three all with Spurs. You know, them sort of games here were were amazing atmosphere. Um, they they were they were some really good games. 
Um, I think George is still claiming the, the header against uh, Man United over Doyler. I think there's there's a there's a lot of uh, them big games against sorry against the big teams that that we did extremely well at at home. I think that they were some some fantastic games. What would you say uh, is your proudest moment for Wolves? Um, apart, apart, apart from, from f- that moment looking out on the fans, yeah, I don't know whether because that's a lovely team moment. Yeah, but yeah. for you I personally, th- does it count being the first player for England in that? I guess years? So it does. Yeah. does that count? Yeah. Of course it does. I guess so. Okay. Well, that because that's <laughs> that. Well, it is because you've not really enjoyed that. Like you say, you you move on to the next. You move on yeah. to the next. When you do retire, and I know exactly what you mean there. When I retired, you think you look back and you think, oh my god, Actually, I've I, done this, done yeah. this, done this. Yeah. And that when that hits you, yeah. But I think if yeah, because hopefully no one will do it, and for a while I'll still be, I'll still be there. <laughs> so then I can be like, oh yeah, I still, I'm still the last uh, uh, player for Wolves to to play for England. But that I'd say. Well, you know, hopefully Connor Cody might get a call up. <laughs> I know. At but, some point. Yeah, for, you're talking about personally for me. I'm, yeah. I'm hoping I'm still. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. I mean, how much have you seen of kind of modern wolves? Because we had this big debate on this um, when Carl was in. Because mm-hmm. Carl oh, Henry. Because he loves a debate. Well, he does, yeah. But he feels like your team yeah. doesn't get the respect and reverence that the 2003 team and maybe the 2018 promotion team do. Have you yeah. ever felt that? Um, I think... Because Looms didn't, didn't you? I, didn't, I think you, more the, the f- 2003, I think, that we, we didn't... Because I think they, they... Everyone, when we were doing it, was saying how good they were. But they got promoted and then got relegated. And we stayed up for the three years. I think... Everyone was saying we weren't as good as them, or that team. You know, what? Maybe not saying we weren't as good as them, but they, that team wasn't probably on par with them. Whereas we felt that, you know, we won the league as champions. We then stayed up for the following three years. It's a bit harsh to to say we weren't um, as good as them. No, see, I think uh, Carl. I think being local been around he, he's seen that one the frustration and because he is Carl Henry and captain of the team yeah you do take it a little bit personally but no it wasn't yeah you hear the little things you're being compared but like Jarvis just hit the nail on the head there you know got promoted stayed in the in the Premier League for, for, for the next three seasons um, it was a fascinating time it's been brilliant to have you back in Hope don't leave it as long I know yeah I'll, I'll, I'll want to come back maybe you can invite me to a game at some point yeah we'll see <laughs> um, Matt Jarvis thank you very much thank indeed you. for Pleasure. being part of the Old Gold Club thank you very much The Old Gold Club powered by Wolverhampton Building Supplies official partner of Wolverhampton Wanderers Thanks for downloading the Old Gold Club podcast. For more great content, check out wolves.co.uk or follow at Wolves on social media. Oh, and by the way, please support us by rating and reviewing our podcast on iTunes and Spotify.